6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. It has been about three weeks since Pope Francis met with First Nations, Métis, and Inuit leaders at the Vatican in Rome. Out of that week of talks came the historic apology for what Pope Francis called deplorable abuses at residential schools. Now, you'll likely remember the Truth and Reconciliation Commission called for a papal apology as part of its 94 calls to action. And during those talks, Pope Francis said he would like to visit Canada to deliver an in person apology, all a part of the reconciliation journey. Well, we're hearing word talk that the Pope is expected to visit Canada later this summer, uh, expected to make three stops, including Quebec City, Iqaluit, and Edmonton. He has said he wanted to attend the annual pilgrimage to Lac St. Anne, which takes place from July 25th to 28th, and again will happen this year. Joining me this afternoon, Archbishop Richard Smith, the Archbishop of Edmonton. Your Grace, welcome to the show. I'm glad to be with you. Thanks for the invitation. Thank you so much for making time for us this afternoon. It has been a a couple of weeks now since you returned as part of that delegation who met with Mm -hmm. Pope Francis at the Vatican. And I know you've had more time to reflect on those meetings. Um, And I've seen a a video that was recorded uh, of your thoughts right after that apology happened. I'm wondering, as you've reflected more on it over the past number of weeks, what's going through your mind and, and, and what that apology and this path towards reconciliation that we're talking about is going to mean for everyone involved as we as we move forward well thanks for the opportunity yeah obviously the indigenous peoples themselves are the ones most uh, suited to to speak directly to how it's impacted them um but i can i can share that while I was there with them, yes, I did I did witness not only the final audience in which the Pope uh, gave that historic apology, but also the private encounters with the various First Nations, Métis, and Inuit delegates that had met uh, on their own with him, you know, in, in sessions leading up to that. And uh, throughout that whole week, uh, they had many opportunities to encounter the Pope. And that encounter really opened their hearts to the profound compassion of this particular man. They knew that they were being heard by him. They knew that he was hearing not only their words, but also their hearts. And it it opened them to receive whatever the Pope would choose to say to them at that final encounter. Nobody knew what the Pope would say until he, in fact, said it. And we were all taken uh, quite strongly, quite deeply by what he did say. Um, very often, the media reports I've noticed since then will focus upon you know two or three lines that he, mm-hmm. he said he was very very sorry, as you say, for the deplorable abuses. But I would I would um, encourage people to read the whole text and look at the four or five paragraphs in which that is situated because it is fulsome. Uh, he held back nothing. He minced no words. He addressed uh, the legacy. He addressed the intergenerational trauma. He addressed the horror of colonialism and the impact that that has had on people. Um, and he just addressed the whole thing. And so as, as people listened to this and then heard him say, for all of this, I'm very sorry, they knew then and there that they had received the apology that they had long been awaiting. And following that, the, the sense of, of hope, the sense of excitement, the sense of uh, energy towards the future was palpable. 
uh, everybody knows, and the Pope also mentioned it himself, that, you know, this this is yet one, but one step along a very long journey. There's a lot of work that we have yet to do, obviously. Uh, but they knew that this was a key historic turning point, and, and it really was a privilege uh, to be part of that. We know, as I mentioned when I was introducing you, that uh, the Pope said that he would like to visit Canada to deliver an, an in-person apology. And, and, and I know that only the Vatican can confirm the dates and, and places of a papal visit. But having said that, I know that there's a lot of people who are are wondering if we're getting closer to knowing if and when His Holiness will visit Canada and, and possibly Alberta. Don't know exactly when. You're right. Only the Vatican can confirm this. Um, until then, yes, there's naturally a lot of uh, speculation, a lot of excited speculation, and that's only to be expected. But at the end of the day, only the, the Vatican can confirm. When that'll be, I, that would only be speculation on my own part. I, I do understand that the Vatican is trying to juggle a lot of things for this Pope. So uh, it's it's understood that in June, he's going to be going to Lebanon. Early July, he's going to be going to South Sudan. There's talk out there. I don't know if it's if it can happen or not. Talk that he might go to Kiev and you Ukraine. So they're juggling a lot of things and it makes them makes it difficult for them to really get settled and to announce when you know things in a timely manner. So who, who knows maybe within uh, a month we'll get uh, some clarity on this but that's just a guess on my part. Uh, the Pope has said that he would like to join Métis Indigenous uh, and Indigenous people uh, for the uh, pilgrimage at Lac Saint Anne. Uh, he had talked uh, about that. We know that it is uh, a very important site for the Métis people, um, mm-hmm. and, and there's a lot. There's a lot of history at Lac Saint Anne. A, a lot, a lot of history. Why? Why would that location be important for the Pope? Do you believe? Well, there's a couple of factors. So, first of all, the Pope is making it very clear that um, he wants to come to Canada to encounter Indigenous peoples. That is above and beyond his first priority. And so the question then becomes, well, what what are events, what are dates or, or whatever that would be important? in the lives of Indigenous peoples because he really wants to be partnering with them, walking with them along a path and and honoring their traditions and honoring their cultures. With respect to St. Anne in particular, there's a couple of factors at play. Um, We all know that for the Indigenous peoples, Métis, First Nations generally, uh, the role of the grandmother is exceptionally Mm -hmm. important and decisive. And St. Anne is the grandmother of Jesus. And Mm -hmm. so because of that, um, the Indigenous peoples have had great, great devotion to St. Anne over generations. Um, the Pope himself is, um, he makes in his papacy and in all his messages um, the, the, the role of the elderly and of grandparents in particular a central focus. He keeps highlighting the wisdom, the need to be learning from and honoring our elders, honoring our grandparents, and to the point that, in fact, as I'm talking to Indigenous peoples in the area, they say whenever we listen to the Pope, whenever we read what the Pope is writing, we feel like we're talking to one of our own, to an elder. So there's, there's a real resonance there. So his respect for the elderly, uh, the grandparents in particular, that, that that uh, links beautifully with the historic uh, reverence that our Indigenous peoples have for the grand- grandmother particularly, grandparents generally, and St. Anne in particular. Now, over the, over the generations, we do know that uh, Lac St. Anne is a historically a Métis settlement. 
We also know that over the generations, the waters of St. Anne have been have been uh, recognized by the indigenous peoples as, as sacred. And so even, even long before the church was established here in the West, the indigenous would gather around these mm-hmm. sacred lakes. And then as the devotion to St. Anne developed, then it gradually became associated with this particular saint, was named Lac St. Anne, to the point now that um, it's not at all unusual in those days in July for anywhere between twenty to 40,000 indigenous peoples coming from all over the West, the North, often from the United States, to this particular site because it is so sacred for them and so important. Now, it remains to be seen whether the Pope can come at that time, mm-hmm. if, if he can, all that stuff, but if he, if he were able to do it, it would just be such a, a, a beautiful resonance with the with the indigenous history and culture there. Archbishop Smith, I could probably talk to you for a full hour this afternoon, but I know uh, I'm up against <laughs> the too. clock and, and you as you as well. But just before I let you go, before we, we truly run out of time here this afternoon, mm. I, I know you, you, you come back to uh, Edmonton and, and continuing on this path of reconciliation with uh, the indigenous community. Can you give us an idea of what right now is is being done to continue to work towards healing and and reconciliation here in our area? Well, there's a number of things. So yes, there are things nationally that that are unfolding, and it's certainly at that level. One of the things that we as bishops want to do is sit down with our Indigenous partners and uh, parse out what that experience was like at at Rome. What were some of the things that the Indigenous put out on the table? Mm -hmm. How do we look at those, and systematically, how are we going to approach uh, these, walking together along that path? Locally, uh, there are some uh, initiatives that we want to put in place in order to support and be part of national efforts like the Indigenous Reconciliation Fund and so on. But you know what what I'm learning most of all through this process uh, and bringing it home locally, even bringing it uh, down further to the personal level, is that reconciliation happens one relationship at a time. And that's something that really uh, impels all of us whether members of the church, the indigenous, our whole community. Uh, this this is incumbent upon all of us, this journey of reconciliation. And how do we foster that and further it one relationship at a time? And the key to that, and this, this would have repercussions, it seems to me, far beyond this particular question, but the key to that was demonstrated by the Pope himself, where in these meetings with the indigenous peoples, he demonstrated the centrality of encounter. That's a very key concept for him. Often in the past, historically, we talk about the settlers that have come to the to this area and entered into contact with the indigenous. But encounter is very different. It's deeply personal. It's one in which we acknowledge the other as other due to due having, you know, having their dignity honored and being respected, taking time to listen to what they have to say, listen to their emotions and their needs, and showing them that respect and walking together. And that's a lesson, uh, Jaylen, that I think we all have to learn in a variety of contexts when we've lost the ability in many ways simply to listen to one another, right? 
So there's a lot to learn in all of this, but locally, apart from, you know, concrete initiatives and programs and so on, I think the deepest lesson is what, if, what am I, what are each of us going to do individually, relationship by relationship, to encounter one another, respect one another, love one another, and walk together. That's, that's where reconciliation is going to happen. Your Grace, we'll leave it uh, there this afternoon. I appreciate your time. Thank you for joining me. Most welcome. Take care now. Archbishop Richard Smith joining me this afternoon, the Archbishop of Edmonton.